Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hi there, it's Kate, and you're listening to How to Be a Better Person, where this week we are rethinking drinking. In other words, we're taking a non-judgmental look at our relationship to alcohol. After both a big summer holiday weekend, at least here in the in the U.S., I mean, the 4th of July is kind of like the New Year's Eve of summer, and a global pandemic when so many of us were cooped up at home and with a glass of or two or three of whatever, it's the perfect time to check in with ourselves and see whether or not alcohol is really serving us or not. I'm talking today with Michelle Smith. She's a TEDx speaker, an author, podcaster, a mental health and addictions counselor, and founder of Recovery is the New Black. Michelle describes herself as a sobriety advocate, and I'm excited to talk to her today about how to tell when your alcohol consumption might be something you need to take a closer look at, and exactly how to do that and what to do next. I mean, the economy is recovering. Our way of life is recovering. Maybe it's time for some of us to be recovering too. So, Michelle, thank you so much for being here. I'm really honored to have you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So, how did you come to be devoting your time and energy to, as your TED Talk title says, undistilling alcohol culture? Well, it, it really started when I started having a problematic relationship with alcohol. And I noticed that I was drinking much more than I would have liked to be drinking. And I found myself getting into a vicious self-sabotaging cycle of finding reasons to hide my drinking. And I was drinking more than my friends. And I was drinking more for an emotional reason. And so I decided it was time to really explore my relationship with alcohol because it was starting to become pretty problematic in my life. And through my own recovery journey and healing, I felt a calling to be a service to other women who were struggling in a similar situation than I was. And that's when Recovery is the New Black was born of just finding a safe, sound, secure place for women to have these types of conversations that matter around motherhood and sobriety. And we've added in the pandemic because a lot of times society really shames the sick. And especially if we have these women that are working in higher class positions where it's not as easy to say, I need help. I am struggling with alcohol abuse or with Adderall when you're a nurse or a teacher or a doctor. And with society really normalizing excessive drinking, I wanted a space to be able to say, I'll go first. 
I want to have these types of conversations that means I am more invested in being a person who recovers out loud and has those really hard conversations. So it allows from my leadership, other women to say, wow, I feel the same way. I felt so alone and I thought I was the only one. And so it's really just created this phenomenon around thousands of women who are saying, you know, I think I should take a closer look at my relationship with alcohol and all the way from that spectrum to people who are actively in recovery or have trouble with their relationship with alcohol that has been so problematic that they have very severe consequences. And so, you know, with the pandemic, it has just increased thousands of women into this community that are just trying to navigate in this boozy world, their relationship with alcohol. Mm, It is a boozy world. (laughs) It sure is. Yeah. So when you say recovery is the new black, which is the name of your website and your Instagram handle, what do you mean by that? So, you know, when you hear um, gray is the new black or brown is the new black, it comes Mm -hmm. from like the traditional fashion trend of this thing is going to be the new cool. And I think sobriety, pro-sobriety, I am not anti-drinking, but I am pro-sobriety. I am going to shout that from the rooftops. And so my position to recover out loud, and I think it's a pretty cool thing to be a rebel in this culture of being a person who's a non-drinker. And I have a background of 20 years in corrections. And so I saw the the series of on Netflix of Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. And I saw so many similarities in that. And so I kind of took the two words together, did a play on words to come up with recovery is really cool. Recovery is the new black. So that's where that came from. Got it. And when you say recovery, can what does that mean exactly? I mean, I think I know what it means, but maybe other people are wondering for, you know, the precise definition too. Absolutely. So, you know, I consider somebody sober when they are refraining from a mind altering chemical. It's one thing to be, okay, I am sober. I am not going to drink, but that's not where the work starts. You are taking this beverage out of your possession, out of your hand. And just because you're sober doesn't mean that you're recovered. And so recovery is finding a treatment modality that really works for you, whether it's Alcoholics Anonymous, Smart Recovery, church, therapy, medication, yoga, that you're doing something to maintain a level of abstinence and grow personally and heal of why am I, why was I reaching for this mind altering chemical? Because the drink is just a coping tool. It's a habit that we pick up. And so recovery is having that maintenance program of doing the right thing for the long haul, because we're not in recovery by just refraining from that substance. Got it. Okay. I've got more questions for you, but I have to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. A lot of times we reach for a drink because of the way we're feeling emotionally. For me, feeling depressed and drinking too much go hand in hand. Other people reach for a drink when they're feeling anxious. And for so many of us, the past year has definitely been challenging on the mental health front. If you think you could benefit from some mental health help, you are by no means alone. Brightside is there for you. Brightside helps you get personalized anxiety and depression care from your own home. Go to brightside.com better to get started. 
and within 48 hours, you're connected with your expert provider to start your personalized treatment plan. Join thousands of Brightside members taking back their lives. Take your free mental health assessment and get up to $100 credit on your first month of treatment at brightside.com better. That's brightside.com better. And one last time for the people in the back, that's brightside.com better. And we're back. So what are the signs to look for that your alcohol consumption might need some changes? I think the really, really basic one is if you think that you have a problem with alcohol or any substance, I think you know the answer. And only you can decide if your relationship is problematic. And what I really encourage people to do is take a break from drinking. If you set up and you break a promise to yourself or a challenge that says, I'm going to stop drinking for seven days. If you feel that you're unable to do that, that's information. That's evidence that's telling you that there's something going on. And so let's lean into that and get curious about why is this hard for me to do? Why am I breaking my own promises? And really just go from there. And it's not about self-sabotaging. It's about just simply an experiment to see if you can do it. And that's information. So why am I having such a hard time refraining from drinking? If you are, then maybe we need to take a bigger, closer look at your relationship with alcohol. Got it. So that sounds like a good place to start for folks. What do you kind of do from there? What I encourage people to do too is if they don't know, don't ask people that aren't trained professionals because they're going to give you your opinion, their opinion. And Mm -hmm. that's always going to be, well, if you ask a drinking buddy, they're going to say there's nothing wrong. Everybody Mm -hmm. gets, you know, a little wasted at the Christmas holiday party. So what I encourage people to do is keep it really simple. Start exploring your relationship. Look at what you have in your home. Do you have wine decor, magnets, shot glasses? Has your life and your core sacred space become paraphernalia everywhere? Look at that, right? Look at who you have as friends. Are they drinking friends or are they authentic friends where there's substance between communication and you guys have true value and things to actually talk about? And then I always recommend people pick up this book called This Naked Mind by Annie Grace. It is an amazing book about science and psychology and the reasonings for why you need to take that break or you should take that break and the benefits that you're going to feel, see, and read to experience. Now that I know all this information about alcohol, I can make a better judgment call if that's something that I want to do. Because I truly believe when you have a head full of sobriety, drinking is never the same. I also encourage people to download podcasts and start listening to these real stories and these inspirational women who have come before us. There is so many podcasts out there. And I also recommend that people get into Facebook groups and be a fly on the wall. Listen to people's victories, people's stories, so that you know that you're not alone because people that are struggling, even with early onset of addiction, it thrives in secrecy and silence. And that is truly what kept me sick. 
And so knowing that you're not alone, even if you're not ready to say who you are or ask a question or post, you still know that the opposite of addiction is connection and you are not alone. So grab those podcasts, listen to those audible books, read the book, get curious and stop defending your relationship with alcohol and really see it for what it is. It is the same thing that we are pouring in our gas tanks to drive us. This adds no value to our life and it is taking value and time away from us. And so once we stop defending and feeling like our culture, it's so acceptable that we can say no thank you because that is a complete sentence. And when you do put a little bit of distance between your relationship with alcohol, you do start to see it for what it is. And it is, I'm having more fun being a non-drinker than I ever had. And I think that people, the misconception that when they stop drinking, it's hard at first. And they start to compare themselves of early sobriety to how it's always going to be. And Mm -hmm. it is such a, it's not a realistic or fair comparison. So just give yourself some time and some grace and watch the miracles of sobriety unfold. Something you say on your website and in your Instagram profile is freedom awaits. So what do you mean by that? I think the freedom awaits to any type of addiction. And I'm talking codependency. I'm talking food, mental health, addiction, that the freedom of who we are as people, not who the world wants us to be. And when we, I always say this thing, this thing again is gambling, online shopping, alcohol, is that the world tells us who to be. And we start to live in this fashion and in this light. And when you start doing the work around you know, recovery, like I mentioned earlier, you start to really peel back the layers of that onion of who you are and the freeing like, feeling and spirit of, I don't have to be a perfectionist. I don't have to be a people pleaser. And getting rid of these, you know, being a secret keeper from a domestic violence relationship or somewhere that you were raised in an invalidating environment where there's lots of trauma. The freedom of knowing that I can authentically be me. And under all those layers of those tools that you're using to numb out from your own reality, has such a beautiful human being at the core of that. And I feel like everybody who does the work experienced that freedom to be who they truly are without judgment and love themselves for who they are is where the true meaning from freedom awaits you comes from. Michelle, thank you so much for sharing your story and all your knowledge. For folks who'd like to connect with you, where can they find you? My website is Recovery is the New Black, and that handle is the same on Facebook. And I have a Facebook business page and a private women-only group called Recovery is the New Black. And I am over on Instagram at Recovery is the Black underscore. Okay, great. And you were mentioning that there are a lot of podcasts. I This isn't something I had asked you to prepare before, but do you mind mentioning a couple just for people who are ready to like bop into another one? Maybe they're they're inspired and they want to take that next step? Absolutely. My top three favorites is Annie Grace, This Naked Mind. Mm -hmm. My next one would be Sober Powered by Jill. She is a scientist. So she tells you all about how it affects your body by consuming alcohol. 
And the third one would be the Hello Someday podcast. Great. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Hi, this is Kate with your tiny assignment. So if what Michelle was sharing today made you think that maybe it's time for you to do something different about your drinking, follow her advice and do something right now that's going to help give you some support, whether that's go and find one of the podcasts that she mentioned, which again are This Naked Mind, Sober Powered, or the Hello Someday podcast, or you could check out This Naked Mind, the book either order it on Amazon or get it from your library or reach out to someone that you know who perhaps is also in some form of recovery from a substance and just put some infrastructure in place that's going to help you stay in this space and keep going. Okay? Thank you so much for listening. I've got some more episodes for you this week, including how to let your hair down without a drink and how to take the edge off without alcohol. I hope you'll come back. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 